Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Because I'm fine. Hello, welcome to IntelliCast. This is Season 5, Episode 7. Thanks for joining us. I'm real excited about this one. Hello, Brian. How are you? I'm doing good. Now we're on intro number two. <laughs> yeah, we don't often mess up an intro. Um, no. We'll do a retake on the intro. Um, but hey, thanks for listening. This is uh, we've done a news episode in a while, so there's a little bit of news to talk about. We haven't really talked in depth about the Super Bowl, so we're just going to kind of play along here. So thanks for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. Season five is crazy. Um, this episode brought to uh, brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. You can reach us at IntelliCast.EMI-RS.com. Please follow us on Twitter, EMI underscore research. That'll make Brian and our marketing team really happy. Um, or IntelliCast1. You can also text us or leave us a voicemail. We'll read it on the air. No matter how crazy it is. Uh, 513-401-5463. What do you want to talk about first, Brian? Well, should we talk Super Bowl? I mean, yeah, let's talk we're, Super Bowl. we're we're a day we're a day past after recording this of from the heartbreaking loss for the for the city of Cincinnati. We had originally planned on doing a um, preview to the Super Bowl and kind of a celebration of the city of Cincinnati, um, but I think we got busy. We pushed it back till after the Super Bowl, which now it's more depressing because we lost it. But it's okay. Um, First time the Bengals have been in the Super Bowl in over 30 years, and it's a big deal for the city. You know, we're a small market. Um, it's a really a big deal for the city, which hasn't won a title since 1990 in any sport. Um, so the morale of this city has been unbelievable for the past month. Um, we really needed it. I'm sure a lot of cities need it after going through what everybody's gone through the past 12 years. But I feel like everybody was walking more confidently. You know, you got a little hop in their step. Um, people are happier. Like when I'm out and about, you know, you're just talking to strangers about the Bengals. So it's been it's been awesome for the morale of the city. It's been awesome for mental health in the city. Um, and I think despite the loss, it's been a nice run. Usually by, you know, Thanksgiving, we're done talking about the Bengals, right? And right. Here it, is. here it is. We're, at, you know, we're at Valentine's Day and we're still talking about the Bengals. That's That's three months. That's crazy. Well, normally, if you're talking about the Bengals at Valentine's Day, it's what are they going to do at the draft and what are they going to do with that top five pick? Right. We have a Gabby in our office. Her dad played in the previous Super Bowl. Um, Jason Enderhees, who's been on the podcast many times, he went to the Super Bowl. Mary Draper. um, Man, so many storylines just here in the office with the Bengals and – you know, I'm not a huge Bengals fan, but I, I'm a temporary Bengals fan. I bought my first Bengals paraphernalia for Joe Burrow, who I'm a big fan of. And uh, been a great run, like I said. Um, now they got to, you know, try to 
heal their wounds and it's rough, man. Like you lose a Super Bowl, you know, a lot of teams have just been resting and healing their injuries for the last six weeks. Um, right. The Bengals are just now starting that. So it's a, it's a rough off season, I think, for the teams that go this far. Right. Well, you and I talked about this yesterday. Um, they don't, I think most of the core teams coming back and everyone knows what they need to fix. I yeah. mean, that was kind of shown midway through the third quarter. Like, this is what we need to fix. Yes. So I think they'll be back and they're going to be a force for the next few years. Um, I agree. But as we, also we talked about yesterday, the AFC is just loaded. Um, so many good quarterbacks, so many good teams. I looked at the odds and the two favorites for the Super Bowl next year, Kansas City and Buffalo. Yeah. Um, Bengals, I think, are fourth, which seems fair. That's yeah. really probably should be, considering they were the fourth seed in the playoffs this year. But um, I, I think it's such a hard road. And you need a little bit of luck um, to get that far. Um, rough for the Bengals to try again. But, you know, I think it'll be less than 30 years, obviously, before they get back to the Super Bowl. I would, they're going to be in the hunt, hopefully, every year. Right. I think they will be in the hunt. Um, part of that, though, is them being fourth in line for a potential Super Bowl, getting to the Super Bowl or winning it next year, seeing as nobody had them this year in it, most people had them winning six games at best, and being last in their current division. So to being that, to now being a top five contender for the Super Bowl, I think it's a big jump. And we all agree they were ahead of schedule in terms of this, the rebuild and building up towards it. Yeah. Want to talk about ads? Sure. Um, we talked a little bit about ads yesterday. I right. like the base one. I know it blew up the internet. I liked it. Yep. Hopefully everybody got their free $15 in, in um, well, I don't remember what virtual currency it was. Um, <laughs> I could not get it to scan on my phone. And we were sitting there yeah. like, what? Are, are, did they really pay X number of million dollars for this? And it tried to get it scanned, and I could not get it to scan. I don't know if it was my phone, yeah. my TV, or what, but I could not get it to scan. And by the time it was almost registered, the commercial was done. So, Yeah. I like that one. I like the Sopranos one, which got me excited for potentially another season of the Sopranos. The intro, I, I read afterwards that they got the, the creators of the Sopranos series to do that commercial. It was brilliant. I thought yeah. if you're a Sopranos fan, it was amazing. Um, what else? Which ones do you like? Um, I like the Sopranos one that you mentioned. I like the Amazon Alexa one with Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost. Real life newlyweds and how it reads their mind. I thought that was funny. It did. Came, it they did. Amazon did release it a couple of days earlier that I saw, but that was that was up there as one of my favorites. A couple of the movie preview ones that were kind of like of films that are upcoming this year. Uh, my son saw the Sonic Two one. He's a big Sonic fan, so saw the end of it. Looked at me and goes, "Dad, we're going to see that." Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of them were kind of unmemorable or the question of what was that? I think maybe the only other one I can really like recall, which is probably a good sign of the ad is the BMW one with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Salma Hayek as Zeus for the new electric BMW. Yeah. they get good reviews. Yeah. That was a, that was one that I liked as well. And I, I consider a good ad is if I can, we're now two days past a Super Bowl, if I can still remember it from this point. So 
a lot of the other ones have kind of blurred out. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't think ads are as big a deal as they were probably 10 years ago. Um, no, it's because they were releasing them online now days before. So it's not it's not like it was 10 years ago where you were kind of waiting to see them because now more than half of them are released beforehand. And then 10 minutes after the game's over, you can go watch all of them all at once. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say, though, the halftime show was great. Oh, yeah, I know it, it's not ranked up. It's not it doesn't take the crown from Prince and that halftime show, but I will yeah. say top three. Yeah, it's way up there. Um, sets beautiful, obviously getting all that talent on the stage is way, way overdue. Really well done. Big fan, but yeah, you can't top Prince, obviously. Yeah. I don't think it'll ever be, unless it rains during Purple Rain, you can't top it. Right, unless uh, something else happens that corresponds with lyrics. Yeah. yeah how do you top that? I, I don't know. But it was really well done. Yeah. Um, I like that they were they tried to keep it a secret because when 50 cent came out, that was kind of the surprise guest. And there's always the last few Super yeah. Bowls, there's always seems to be some sort of surprise person come out, but that they kept him. That was the surprise. And they had him come in like with his original music video in the club yep. back from like 20 years ago. Um, that was a joke. My wife shared with me. She saw on, she saw a meme about, like, hey, fit, they're sharing 50. There's concern that he's acting like Spider-Man and he's nearly 50 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes me feel a little old because all the songs like that is stuff I grew up with. And now I'm realizing, man, I am getting old now. But now I'm now I'm that core dem I'm in that core demographic that all advertisers and that are trying to get to that 18 oh. to 45. So I'm right in the right in the middle of that so this fit right into my wheelhouse although i will say we did let my kids stay up to watch it and my daughter looked at me and she goes dad i don't like this yeah and our response was sorry but this is what mom and dad grew up with yeah, not your demo you have no yeah. buying power that's what i'd say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she has no buying power yet so well cool yeah. no i think that was great i agree the set was great um I like the story that came out while they were practicing, they were doing the rehearsals for it, that on the speakers outside SoFi Stadium, they were blasting um, Bon Jovi to so loud that you couldn't hear them practicing because they didn't want it, it spoiled. Oh, okay. That's smart. I didn't think there was any big surprises. I mean, I guess 50 Cent was the surprise. I was hoping Ice Cube would show up or maybe they'd play some different NWA hits, but you know, they always say there's going to be this big surprise. There rarely is. Right. I think, I don't think many people were expecting a surprise this year with the lineup that they had already. I think the surprise was that the announcement was, oh, it's going to be Dr. Dre. And oh, he's bringing Snoop, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, and Mary J. Blige with him. Like, yeah. oh, you got that lineup. I'm not expecting anybody else because you only have about 13 to 15 minutes for this show. Yeah. You already named five people. So, yeah. cool. Should we switch gears to a different sporting event to the um, um, to the Olympics? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> so I have kept my I don't know. I don't know about you, but I have kept my viewing of the Olympics to zero so far with some of the news coming out. It just reinforces my opinion that even though I do love the Winter Olympics, they are my favorite Olympics. I can't watch these ones. Um 
I don't like that they're being held now that I feel like they should have postponed them a year with uh, with that Omicron wave hitting because you're particularly on the hockey side, you're not getting the best on best. You're getting either guys who have washed out or you're getting ones who aren't quite ready to be in the NHL. And I want to see best on best if this is part of the Olympics and two, just all of the other stories coming out from the people testing positive right when they get there. And now they can't compete for people who are in line for medals to the big story with the Russian athlete doping. I get that she's 15, but that's on the coaches and stuff. And the rule is no, you can't take it. She shouldn't be able to compete, but they're like, Oh, well she can compete, but we're not going to hold a medal ceremony. If she wins, how is that fair to any of the other athletes? Yeah. Oh yeah. This has just opened it up to say Russia. Yeah. Go ahead. Keep doping. We don't care. Yeah. I'm with you. I haven't watched any and I'm, I'm really down on the, you know, we should have been down on the IOC a long time ago, but just, there's just no credibility. And when you allow Russia to continue to do what they're doing and, you know, the summer Olympics were that long ago and we had an athlete right. that kicked out for smoking marijuana, which obviously right. isn't a performance enhancing drug. And right. it was if legal. anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. If anything, you wouldn't slow down your performance, you would think. Mm-hmm. And so, it's just not fair. And, you know, it's easy for us to sit here in America when we kind of dominate most athletic competitions. And we're even doing well in the Winter Olympics, which is a surprise. Um, not really. Yeah. But we're doing better than normal, I think. Normally we're like fourth <laughs> or fifth in the Olympic medal count. Um, but I just, it's everything. I, you know, China, all, we can list a million <laughs> things that are wrong with China. Uh, the IOC. Um, the time zone, the like, the weirdness of like the ski jump being in the middle of like a what looks to be a nuclear power plant. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, they have come out and said no. That's like a it is an industrial area, but it was for like metal production. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a nuclear power plant. Why and would look, you design it to look like that? And if you're if you can have the Olympics there, then you can have it anywhere. I mean, you can build some fake snow and put build a ramp anywhere. You can build that in Dayton, Ohio. You could have the Olympics. I mean, who cares at this point, right? right? Right. I feel like they learned nothing from having it in Sochi, which is the summer yeah. hot spot for Russia. Let's have the Winter Olympics in the spot that has the same weather as like Tennessee. That makes yeah. absolutely no sense to me. It shows they haven't learned anything. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm just frustrated. I feel bad for the athletes. Yep. Because one, Russia's doping again. I mean, they shouldn't, my opinion was they shouldn't have been allowed to compete in the last couple of Olympics because of all of the doping that went on. But now they're not allowed to compete under technically the Russian flag, but everyone knows they're Russia. I think that was a cop out. Like, no, you can't come. Yeah. It needs to be that. But now you had it again. So it's shown it doesn't, they didn't learn their lesson. So what's even the point of having the rules then? Let's right. just go back to the home run, the home run race back when it was Sosa yeah. and McGuire and Bonds are all taken. Everyone knows they took steroids, but you want to know also, it also saved baseball because baseball was on yeah. the downward trend. So if we're just going to do it, fine, let's have Wild West. Yeah, I've said this before, but the next few Olympics are in Paris and Italy and Los Angeles. So it's getting back to you know, closer time zones and more traditional 
areas for the Olympics, I think. Um, so I'll, I'll get back on board probably for the, for Paris games for the summer in yeah. Paris. I think that'll be good. But for now, I'm, I'm not going to watch it. None of the ratings were just horrible. So, right. I, I know the ratings are horrible. They were trying to pump it up through the Super Bowl, and who knows? That might be the best day they've gotten. I know. I'm like, nope, not watching. And I love. Yeah. I normally watch all of it, and I yeah. haven't watched a second of it. Um, but this kind of goes into. I know you mentioned where they're going to be going up. I honest, and this is a conversation I think most people have had of why can't why did the Olympics go to a different city? Every four years, why is this? Why do we not have four or five that just rotate around? Because it's been proven that to host the Olympics, it is a money pit. You yeah. bi- you spend billions of dollars to build the facilities, and then within two or three years, they're all run down. No one uses them, and your s- cities are becoming bankrupt trying to fund this for that yeah. one little bump in revenue that year for the city. Yeah, Brazil. Unless it's in like the U.S. or Europe, yes. Brazil, Greece, China, Russia. You know, well, I think even some of the other one, some of the ones even in Western Europe and here in the U.S. I mean, how much is back when it was hosted in Atlanta? How much of those facilities are they not all run down by this point? I'm thinking like Salt Lake. Okay, that wasn't too long ago. Salt, I mean, they can hold the Salt Lake. They can hold the Winter Olympics in Salt Lake. I think tomorrow. I think okay. they do use a lot of it in Atlanta. Um, so, like the Olympic Village is Georgia Tech dorms, I think. Okay. A lot of the. Oh, so they've repurposed a bunch of it. Yeah, or, that's how you have to do it. Um, right. But there's a lot of countries that aren't that they're building this, and then they're they're just. Well, yeah. Brazil's always my example because of the stories that were coming out after it was done. Like stuff was falling apart within, like during the Olympics. And now it's all decrepit. It's all falling apart. And they're bank. the city's bankrupt because of it. Yeah. I think it's honestly, you pick five locations for the summer or four or five locations for the summer, four or five locations for the winter, and you just rotate them. Yeah. Yep. So it, North America, I'm sorry, but I don't think South America needs to host the Winter Olympics. But oh, I also boy. don't think Sweden needs to host the Summer Olympics. Yeah. So you some some areas aren't going to get them. So you pick somewhere in northern Europe, in the Nordic area. You pick Canada, you somewhere Canada, U.S. Summer, winter, yeah. and kind of spread them out. So all right, it's going to be in a. If it's going to be in Asia, Europe, North America, South America, Australia, and you just pick a spot and rotate them through. That way, it's the same facilities. They're not. You could update them, but it's one kind of big investment. Yeah. And then maybe the fund just goes into the pool the, to keep for the upkeep. Yeah. I would make Greece one of them just because, you know, it's where they started. All right. Well, we'll revisit this in a couple of years. <laughs> or in a couple of weeks, depending on what news comes out. Yeah. Uh, um, next up, you want to talk some conferences. Yeah. So some current event conference stuff. Um, first one is if you're still listening, thanks for listening through 10, 15 minutes of our sports discussion. Um, there's a webinar tomorrow through, uh, the North central chapter of the insights association. It's from our diversity inclusion team and it's, uh, moving research forward, how leaders can be inclusive and effective. And it's by Dr. Rachel Yvonne Talton, I think is how you pronounce her last name. 
and that's Thursday, February 17th from 11 to 12 Eastern time. Um, that's the most <clears throat> current webinar. That's tomorrow as we're recording this, or yeah, as it's, you're listening, it's probably tomorrow or today actually. Um, and then here's a few conferences we'll be at. The Insights Association Annual Conference. I'm really excited to go to this. I've never been. And it's in Philadelphia, April 4th through 6th. So and here's with, with that one, is that taking the place of a different conference? Because it feels like this one's a newer one. Like when I was kind of looking these up, I couldn't find a date for like the old next conference. But then yeah. this one appeared. Is this kind of taking that place? I don't know. I think that since they've merged all the chapters, I should know this, since they've merged all the chapters, they've been a little bit more structured with events <clears throat> um, and content, and it's a little bit more cohesive. It used to be a little bit more the wild, wild west, that our chapter could kind of do anything we wanted. We could do three or four webinars a month if we wanted to. Now it's more structured, um, putting some better kind of roles in place and similarities across the chapters. Um, which is probably better. And I think that the annual conference is kind of the centerpiece of all that. Okay. Um, that's just my, we should probably have somebody from the Insight Association on to talk more about the content plan. But um, yeah, it's a little bit different, I think. But that's the annual conference this year is in Philadelphia, April 4th through 6th. I'm excited to go. Um, <clears throat> there's one topic that I think you'd be interested in, the latest at Facebook Meta. That's kind of cool. Don't get and me started on that. <laughs> a friend of the podcast who's been on, Bianca Pryor, she's from BET. She's speaking about diversity education and Jim in Brazil and Melanie Courtright and Julie Kern from Chevin Martin Bailey. Everybody knows her. Um, so lots of good speakers. So if you're on the East Coast or you're really anywhere, that's really, to me, that's the first big conference of the year. And But then April gets crazy, right? Oh, um, April is crazy for conferences this year. No one wants to host them in Q1. <laughs> yeah. It's probably, this is probably smart. Um, it's, the timing is working out really well, given how we are with COVID and everybody's relaxing um, mm -hmm. all the regulations and stuff. And so yeah. and that's in Philadelphia. And then, of course, Chicago is the next week. That's April 11th and 12th. That's um, in Chicago. And then the next week is IIEX North America, which is in Austin, April 19th and 20th. We'll be at all three of these. I'll be at the annual You'll conference. be at two or three. And I'll be at the IIEX in Texas, and we're sending a couple people to Chicago. I didn't even mention Insights Marketing Day that you'll be at, right? In, so there's news on this. If people okay. are not aware, Insights Marketing Day is not going to be tied with Quirk Chicago this year because of how the date on it. So April 11th and 12th is a Monday and Tuesday, and yeah. normally Insights Marketing Day is the day before, and they are not hosting it on a Monday. So it is going to be coming up later this year, but it is still going to be in Chicago. Okay. We'll be there. I had to get You'll that confirmed from Priscilla over at Little Bird. So. Okay. Um, and then SampleCon right around the corner in May. So that's in yeah. Pasadena again, two years in a row, May 16th or 18th. So April, May packed with um, conferences and places to go. Uh, I feel like this is the closest we're getting to back to normal. If we pull all this off, right? Right. So I think it, this is kind of following, and I'm no virologist or anything like that, but it feels like it's following the same pattern as it did last year, where you had a rough winter, there was lots of cases, and then comes when it starts to warm up in the spring, there was a big drop, and the like mask mandates and stay-at-homes and all of that 
kind of disappeared and you had a little taste of normalcy for we'll call it six to eight weeks or so. And I think they're trying to get that in like, Hey, we're going to hit this when it's kind of normal before whatever next wave happens. Cause it's not if a wave happens, it's when, um, before kind of the, it gets cold and the next wave starts to spread throughout. I am just hoping that we're leaning more towards how like the flu goes now where, yeah, yeah, it's the next wave, but it is, it may be more contagious, but it is less virulent or. Yeah. Severe. Severe in its symptoms that now we're just going to start treating it like the flu, like, all right, you go get your vaccine every year or every six months and you're good to go. You just continue on with your normal time, normal day, kind of like the flu. Every year I go get a flu vaccine and I don't think anything else of it. Yep. That's so I think we're moving in that direction pretty fast. Right. Especially with um, getting back to a little bit of research on why I think that America's done with all this and there's midterm elections coming up, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> so. I think well, I think there is one frustration and two the the frustration is twofold. One, I'm tired of living like this. And two, the double standard. And I say the frustration is easy. Everyone's tired of living like this. My kids are tired of wearing masks to school. Um, and now, I, honestly, we were pretty, pretty diligent for the first two years, but now we're starting to slack off. My son had COVID yeah. beginning of the year. Um, got it. It's got it in school. His half his class and his teacher got it. I mean, it happens. But we were lucky that it was the my it was mild. He was literally it felt like he had a cold for twelve hours and then he was fine. But yeah. we kept him isolated. Finger knock on wood. None of us the other people in the house caught it. But my wife was upset. She's like, "Man, I feel like a failure. He caught it, and it was more of a no." You may you held out almost two years to the point where he got the one that was like a cold for the mo- for most people. I yeah. was I will preface that because there's some people that it hit still hits them pretty severely, but he got the one and it acted like a cold. And we made it that far. We're to consider that a success. Now we're getting a little more lax. They can wear their masks less at school. We don't wear them out everywhere we go anymore. We're going back to they're taking swimming lessons at the local Y again where we hadn't done that for the last couple of years, just because how are you supposed to wear a mask in a pool? So I, I see that more. We're going back to normal. Yeah. Your hope. So if people are thinking about <laughs> wearing a mask in a pool, then we've got pretty serious. Yeah. Well, I have one other thing to go back to when you talked about the meta thing, it made me remember, and I want to ask you about this time back into our conversation about the Super Bowl ads. Did you notice the three different ads that kind of took shots at both Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk about that? We're no. not going to Mars. We're not trying. We're trying to save this planet, not some virtual planet. There was at least three different ads that took shots at one, if not both of them. Yeah, I didn't pay attention to a lot of the ads this year, so I, I do not know. So. One of them was a new electric car company, I think, and one was Salesforce. Salesforce had a Super Bowl ad, and it was a big, like, just jab to Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk about how, like, it was about stuff they were doing to help, like, this world, and it wasn't some virtual world or off colonizing Mars or stuff like that. Yeah. I got a chuckle out of that, and I think all, I think it was more of a if 
you kind of follow that stuff. You got it. Otherwise it kind of went over people's heads. Cause my wife didn't understand it. She goes, why are you laughing? I'm like, well, they're taking shots at Facebook and Elon Musk. So yeah. Sorry to get sidetracked there. That's all right. <laughs> Let's move on to some news. All right. Just a little bit of um, news. Yeah. A little bit. This will be a quick one. Forsta formerly decipher. And what was the other one? Um, Focus Vision and Focus all, of Vision. Their other, yeah. all of their other kind of products that they had in there. Was acquired by a, by healthcare employee, patient, and consumer experience firm, Press Ganey. What do you think about that? It's an interesting deal, but maybe it shouldn't be anymore because of the value that people are placing on the insights. And Forrest has really done a lot to position itself for that acquisition in the past few years. Um, to become, and it's interesting to see, to hear how Press Ganey is describing them, mm-hmm. uh, accessing forces CX and UX and EX and market research technology tools. Um, really interesting how they talk about it. Um, when I think of Forsta, I think of as a survey programming platform, and other people might think it's a place to host your community. Um, you can do qualitative research on it. That's how probably most people in research think about it. And whereas Press Guinea comes in, oh, wow, this will make us be smarter with insights and get customer experience and user experience, employee experience data much quicker. Um, so, and it's also funny, they, they mentioned CX, UX, EX, and then they just spell out marketing research. Right. Because, you know, we're not good at, <laughs> we don't have an right. abbreviation like that. But it's a big deal. Um, I think we'll keep it separate. That's my assumption. Um, as a standalone, I don't think you'll see a lot of changes. This is probably a good acquisition for marketing research as a community. Um, that's my opinion, though. I think they'll keep a portion of it separate because they're not going to want to cut that revenue stream from market research firms and brands that use all of those tools. They're yeah. not going to want to cut that off. But I think you'll see more of it being integrated with the other press gainy type technology that they're using for patients at hospitals yeah. that, Hey, they're going to be able to offer this. And I think it's going to increase their revenue. They'll be able to keep the market research revenue and increase their healthcare revenue on that side with getting into stuff that maybe they couldn't before. Right. So another big, big deal in marketing research. Um, but I don't remember the financials were released, but it's got to be well over many billions. I would assume. I thought it said it undisclosed. Yeah. Um, so. My assumption Let's let's want to guess. Maybe I guess yeah. I'll never know. I'm guessing five to ten billion. That's not, that seems reasonable. If Qualtrics is getting what they got, yeah, um, many billions for Forza, which is huge, obviously. Right. Um, next up, Zappy reports a thirty percent growth year over year for 2021. Um, good job for Zappy. They're, they're now a fifty million dollar company, which is huge for them grew 30% and you know you'll hear this in an upcoming episode with Lisa Wilding Brown I really think that I love seeing all these record years which means our industry is really growing um, everybody can grow this isn't a zero-sum game so I think hopefully everybody even though we're competitors and um, it's good to hear how everybody's kind of getting record years or record quarters and moving towards growth that means people value insight even during a tough I mean this is a tough time period um 
with the stock market and inflation and mm-hmm. all of the supply chain issues. Um, we talked a little bit about with Lisa Wilding Brown, which you'll hear in the next episode about how we're somewhat recession proof. Um, people are really valuing insights and res tech or whatever you want to call it in our own industry. So this yep. is fantastic. Yeah, I think it too. And that's also showing that kind of rebound from that downward, that down of what we'll call it Q2, Q3 of 2020, because the bounce back kind of started at the end of Q3 2020. But it just seems that rebound has continued. And that just kind of that reporting just shows it. And yeah, and I think that people were just being hanging on to their budgets during that time period, right? It wasn't oh, we're broke, we can't spend money. It's really trying, all right, we need to rethink how we're doing research, right? That's what I think happened, and it's continued to happen, is, you know, the world is changing. We have to reallocate how we're thinking about how we do research. And that was what happened, I think, through the the summer of 2020. And we see that now, that research has obviously rebounded incredibly. Um, So, yeah, that'll continue, I think. Yeah, no one wasn't going to do research. It's just we were in a new situation because unless you were 100 and some odd years old and you lived through the first pandemic with the Spanish flu, no one had been through this, so it wasn't know what to expect. And all right, you didn't know how long it was going to last or what was going to be needed. So it's kind of the same situation if you're in your personal life. Like, oh, um, am I going to spend this money? Or am I going to do this? Or am I going to, oh, you know what? I'm unsure about this. I'm going to hold off, but I might do it later type thing. I'll yep. put this into preference. Um, I told you yesterday for my birthday coming up here, we are going to go indoor skydiving. I wanted yeah. to go real skydiving before we had kids because my wife has put her foot down and said, I am not allowed to do that once we have children until they are 18 um, and out of the house. But the compromise is indoor skydiving, but we were supposed to go April of 2020. Well, we had to push that off because it was closed. Well, we're still going to do that, but now we're going to do it this year. And the kids are actually old enough now to do it with us. So it's kind of that same. We've had to push it off a little bit because we needed to work out the uncertainty of what was happening. Yep. In our final story, Savanta acquires MindSpark Research. This is a bit of a smaller acquisition, but still one to take note of? Um, yeah, so um, another MindSpark research which focuses on user experience and qualitative insights. Um, yeah, it's a smaller deal, but it's always nice mentioning all of these kind of deals that are happening, which will continue to happen as people leverage themselves for growth. And so this seems like a good acquisition by Savanta. Um, smaller, but um, worth mentioning for sure. That rounds out all our news. I know it's a light news episode. We wanted to kind of focus this one more on our Bengals and Olympics and sports talk this time around. Um, if you didn't really enjoy this one, we do apologize, but this is no apologies. No apologies. Well, <laughs> the next one will be more market research centric. Well, the next one, Lisa Wadding Brown um, has been on before talking about mostly around the funding that they just acquired and how that happens. It's kind of, to me, it was really interesting because I don't know how that happens. And Lisa, who um, we'll just preview the next episode. We don't often do that. No, um, no. Who's newer in her CEO role, which I feel like she's been doing it forever. And she called me out on it and kind of yeah. saved it during the episode, which you'll enjoy, but um, just kind of interesting to have her on. She's always great. Um, so 
we'll have her on. If you have any ideas for guests or segments or topics, we have a couple more topical ones coming up as well soon. So thanks for listening as always, and we will talk to you soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.